Hey, Rich. Hey, Michael. And hello to everyone out there. This is Bit Punch Radio, episode 024. Rich, I'm starting off uh, at the end of this episode. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at emails at bitpunch.tech. You can find our website, bitpunch.tech. We have a newsletter at bitpunch.substack.com. You can find us on Twitter at BitPunch. Our YouTube is rocking right now. We're, I think at this point we're releasing daily videos, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You yep. can find that at youtube.com slash user slash BitPunch. And uh, I'm sure we will be talking about our YouTube channel and possibly what we plan on doing in the near future with that. So uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way. That's always at the end, and I'm sure like people might miss it if they ever wanted to send us an email. So there it is, and all the links are going to be in the show notes, so you can uh, easily get to that stuff from whatever podcast app you are listening to this for. So hey, Rich, what you been up to? How are things? Uh, good, pretty good, busy. Um, probably the biggest development is we finished Resident Evil Seven. It's done. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's done. Um, so we have a playthrough of that entire game from start to finish uh, up on the channel in its own little playlist. So definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, my first Resident Evil game. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, what a crazy game. The, the last two hours of that game are bananas. I think um, that game starts really strong it kind of lulls there a little bit, even though within the lull, it has its moments. Yeah. But I think that there are that it could have been a tighter experience and just as good. Yeah. I think it kind of has like these acts, like you have like the beginning section, the section with kind of messing with Jack and then you're, Kind of in Marguerite's section, then you're in. Lucas's yeah, let me section. hold on. Let me let me just pause you right here and say we will we will probably talk a little bit about the story here. So if you don't want to be spoiled, then yeah, fast forward about a handful of minutes. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was pretty well paced until the very end. Um, there's definitely sections within those uh, kind of chapters, you know, with each family member that do kind of drag on a little bit, but. The the end was a little longer than I think it needed to be. Yeah. Um, at the end of that game, you're on a big boat, and you kind of have to play through the boat section twice. You do yeah. it once in like a flashback, and then once in present day, and that was a little much. But but for the most part, I mean, it it was to a it was means to an end. Like it was trying to explain you know part of the story stuff and kind of the twist within the story, uh, which is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked it. <laughs> there was some definitely some frustrating parts. Uh, the combat is not... It's not bad, but it's not great. Um, I don't think I'd want to play that game on like a harder mode. That's not kind of what you're there for. There's a lot of people that want to. <laughs> Man, yeah. It's, 
not that kind of game to me, I guess. I don't know. Um, the end is very combat heavy for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. It sets a good, like that, that house and kind of that property is a very like well-crafted, like detailed little area. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, you can tell a lot of thought and, and kind of care went into that. You know, that's, that's the star of that game is that right. environment. It, uh, not necessarily like the combat or like the puzzles or anything like that. They they could have completely stripped out that boat section yeah. and had uh, the payoff be something like another piece of the house or something. And I think it would have been better, but yeah, I don't know. So I, I was going through and playing that game like with my own save, but yeah. watching you play through that boat section, I'm just like, I don't, have a desire to do that again so <laughs> i've seen it <laughs> i watched yeah. you play literally every second of it so yeah, uh yeah i'll just maybe leave that one alone it's a it's a great game it's a it's was really cool uh yeah. yeah it really is it is a great game yeah um so i'm i'm looking forward to you know maybe playing through village next um we're kind of discussing that right now Right. Um, but I, I think we probably will do that eventually. Yeah, I do too. Because that game seems to be getting a lot of praise. So Yeah. Uh, we have to, we have to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean I gotta yeah, point. I gotta know what happens to Ethan at this point. Jesus and Mia. I mean, that's crazy, crazy story. Yeah. But yeah, that's really all I've been playing. I have been watching Loki. I'm not fully caught up. How many how many episodes are right now? Three? Is it just three? So technically we are recording this on the thirtieth of June and one dropped today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I have not I watched that three. one. I am through three episodes. Okay. Um what do you think about it? Um I'm liking it. Uh I thought that last episode, uh the one where they're on the train for the yeah. most part, and then the city kind of, uh, spoilers, uh, the city kind of crumbles there towards the end. You got to see a little bit of his magic, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. Uh, I, yeah, it's I like it better I than, it. I like it better than Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier. Um, it's definitely serviceable. I'm enjoying it enough. Um, I think I had my hopes a little higher for these just because they just freaking nailed it with the movies uh, for the most yeah. part. So I think that the the shows themselves are fine enough. Uh, I'm hoping that I'm watching all of this and it's not in a vacuum like the Marvel properties were with Netflix. Like that stuff uh, has yeah. no consequence on the overarching marvel cinematic universe i'm hoping that there's a lot more because i know you know they're saying the wanda stuff is going to pay off with dr strange but i I don't know like are we going to get a lot of anthony mackie as captain america uh in the in these upcoming movies like i'm hoping that they that they all start to tie into the movies because we we just frankly haven't had a movie. I mean, I know Black Widow is coming out uh, here in a couple of weeks, actually, but does that count? That was technically supposed to have already been released before these TV shows even started. So, right. um, there's a 
there's a character announced in Captain and the Winter Soldier and her and she was just she kind of came out of nowhere but turns out that she is she's supposed to be a character I th- I this I could be butchering all this because of so many different you know things that you read on the internet but it's Julie Louis Dreyfus's character is supposed to be announced in Black Widow well when she was brought into Captain and the Winter Soldier they didn't really introduce her. They just kind of like almost assumed that you knew who this person was. <laughs> and it's like, we haven't got that property yet there. Right. <laughs> Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the, the show's fine. Um, yeah. I, it's not blowing me away, but I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, especially cause there's just not really a whole lot, uh, we're watching right now. So yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it's been okay. Yeah. Um we'll 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 see where it goes. I think to keep my kids interested, you know, you might have to add a little more action to it. Um I feel like Loki has that signature hair flip and so now I'm always watching for it. <laughs> and he does it maybe four or five times every episode. So yeah. he's 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 a cool character. Yeah. He he um, is. I like his character. Yeah. I do. That's all I've got. Okay. That's it? Yeah, man. I've I've just been super busy. Okay. All right. Well, um, I finished Turn Up Boy. I think my kids are my biggest fan <laughs> of that because they keep asking <laughs> uh, to watch that. So uh, Turn Up Boy commits tax evasion is this super cutesy little uh, Zelda clone style. You're a turn up and you come across documents and you rip them up and half of them you really don't want to rip up, but it's your only option is to rip them up. So it's, it's cool. And I've got a complete playthrough on our, on our um, YouTube channel. So you can check that out. Uh, I also have finished Yakuza Kiwami. So I played oh, Yakuza zero this year and I finished Yakuza Kiwami and that playthrough will be completed on Monday. So I'm actually combining the last two chapters into one like major video. It took took like two or three hours to encode this damn thing. But holy shit. Yeah, it's like a two hour long video. So <laughs> it is the last two sections of that game. And uh that one's really fun. That was a uh, fun. I think I think I had a better time with Yakuza Zero, but I liked the back and forth that you were able to do, to do with uh, Kiru and Majima, where this one is solely played through with uh, Kiru's story. So uh, I don't know if they do the back and forth going forward. I really don't know anything about the series. I'm just kind of playing along. And um, they just released like a dragon on game pass and I'm dying to play that. So I reached out to some people was just like, Hey, am I going to spoil anything? If I, if I stop playing Yakuza and, and go over to the, like a dragon series, which is uh, like the RPG spinoff. Cause it's a whole new character and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part I'm hearing, you might miss a couple story beats, but for the most part you'll be fine. So I think if I, the next time I pick up a Yakuza, it's going to be that one. And then I'll go back to the, the more brawler style games. So yeah. Uh, those have been really fun. Uh, they're funny. They're silly. They're uh, the stories are really interesting. Kind of reminds me, I'd say a little bit of rush hour. 
You remember the Rush Hour films? <laughs> Have I said this on the podcast already? Uh, no. No, you okay. haven't. Okay, yeah. yeah. Reminds me of Rush Hour a little bit in a sense where that's a silly story, but it's also trying to be serious, but then you have like this these ridiculous protagonists. It's kind of the same yeah. thing where um I like Kiru like way more than I like those characters, but uh yeah, if you I wish I would have played these back when they came out on like PS2 and um but it's cool that they've remastered them. And they look really good. Like Yakuza Zero, I believe, was like a PS4 game, and this Yakuza, yeah. Yakuza Kiwami is using that same engine, so it looks like a PS4 game. It they did a really good job with, uh, like shoving that into that engine. So, uh, that's been fun. What else have I been playing? Um, I bought four copies of Stardew Valley. <laughs> And we have been playing that as a family pretty much every night since I bought it. What uh, what season you in? Some uh, we're in the middle of summer. Okay. Um. So what is that? It's twenty eight days a season. Yep. And about twenty two minutes a day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've probably sunk about two hours every night into that, but. Um, it's cool because you can complete a lot more stuff when you've got a lot more people farming <laughs> oh, yeah. on your little village. Uh, how uh, how deep are you in the mines? Fifty five. Fifty five. All right. Yeah, all right. and we got to get to a hundred. Yep. But we're real bad about like not taking food or enough food with us, so we we <laughs> normally end up having to bail. But man, that 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 game is just so fun, and there are a lot of. Uh, carbon copies of that game on Steam that are doing its own kind of spinoff. So yeah. there's uh, Littlewood and Graveyard Keeper and Lonely Outpost. There's there's a ton, and they all have like really good reviews, and it makes me want to check them out, but I also feel like it's going to be a little too similar. But... um. Man, I just I love Stardew Valley and everything surrounding that game, and I have bought that game. Oh my gosh, probably well, I guess probably six or seven. Well, having two copies on Switch, bought it on PS4, and have four copies on Steam. So that'd be uh yeah, bought that game seven times over. <laughs> so it's a good game. It is a great game. And then uh, we have uh, kicked off our um, our newest playthrough. We are playing through Axiom Verge. Uh, what got me interested in that game was first off, it's Metrovania, uh, which I like Metrovania games, and uh, just seeing that they have an e announced the sequel at I don't know if that was the Summer Games Fest or if that was E three proper. Uh, they they kind of blend together to me, so. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've always wanted to check that game out. And so we was like, ah, let's, it's short enough. Let's, let's just kind of play through that together and we'll chit chat over it and just kind of see how, where that story unfolds. So that's been pretty fun so far. It seems, uh, I'm going to be brutal here and say that it seems pretty generic right now. Yeah, a little bit, but I think. We're, I think there's going to be some something, some sort of like symphony of the night where we're going to flip the castle on you. 
which I don't know if you understand that <laughs> reference or not, but um, yeah, I'm curious to see where that game goes because right now it's fine. It's not doing anything that I wouldn't have expected from a Metroidvania, which, you know, I could, uh, I kind of had that same thought when I saw the new, I'm going on a tangent here, uh, when I saw the new Metroid uh, trailer, the Metroid Dread trailer, I was just very underwhelmed with that. Like, it's cool. I like to see that they're making, they're finally making like the Metroid 5, which has been a 20 year story, I guess, but. I've played so many Metroidvanias. I've played so many games like that. If they just go back to you're just kind of running around shooting and you'll grab a collectible that'll open up these other doors for you and you just do those same beats over and over and over, I don't I don't think they're going to win me over. But we'll see. We'll uh we'll keep pumping those out and hopefully it'll it'll take a turn at some point, which I think it will cuz Again, if you watch the if you watch the trailer for it, they they tease like you don't know what to expect out of this game or you think you do but you don't. So it's like, yeah. well, what is, what is that? <laughs> like I'm interested enough. What are you what are you doing <laughs> to me here? So uh that's Axiom Verge. Um we released the first episode today actually. And so I think new ones will come out just periodically as we can get those recorded and edited and uploaded. Um So yeah, the that's it for gaming for me i'm still reading the same books um oathbringer i will probably be reading that i swear rich there's like a hundred chapters and i maybe will complete a chapter a day (laughs) so (laughs) that'll take me like three months to get through um that's brandon sanderson's just massive collection uh so yeah, nothing nothing new in reading so much. Uh we did watch Luca. Have you seen Luca yet? Uh yes. Okay. What did you have any fun thoughts on that? Uh it's it's a it's a cool little story. I liked it. I was surprised to see um so Will Smith, not that Will Smith, but Will Smith, um our Will Smith, I would say. Yeah. Uh he said that it's his favorite Pixar movie. It it's pretty good. I like it. I thought it was good, but I I could probably count on both my hands better movies uh from Pixar Go. at least. Um okay, well I'd say Toy Story 1, Toy Story 4. Uh I loved Monsters Inc. I actually really like Monsters University as well. They're making a Monsters uh um show on Disney Plus that I'm really excited about. I wrote about that in the newsletter. Um Shoot, I would say, uh, what's the D&D one that came out? Onward. I enjoyed that one a lot more. Mm. Um, I cried my eyes out during Soul. I don't know if that's uh, if that's worth it or not. Um, shoot, why am I blanking? Why am I blanking on other properties? Uh, Ratatouille. I enjoyed Ratatouille more. Really? Um, yeah, I think so. Hmm. I thought Ratatouille was really fun. Luca's okay. great. I I really liked it. And it's funny because my wife and I, so we uh, we were trying to think of a, a good summer movie to watch outside. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, hey, maybe, you, I didn't know, I haven't seen a trailer for Luca. And I was like, well, maybe we should, uh, 
we should like maybe stream Luca outside and we'll we'll kind of hang out by the fire and maybe that would be a good like summer movie. And she's like, no, it really needs to be a good summer movie. Like maybe they need to be on a beach or maybe they need to be, um, I don't know, it just has maybe it has to do a lot with summer. Well, it turns out that movie is summer bundled up for you. Yeah. Like it is Literally on a beach. It's summer a, break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was that was uh, funny when we just when we started watching that. It was like kind of clicked with us. Like, oh, this would have been the perfect movie to watch outside. But <laughs> I know I thought it was I thought it was cool. It was funny, and I don't know, nothing stuck out to me that was like, wow. I, I maybe I seen the twist of it a little bit. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was it was fine. We we also are watching Loki. Uh we are still gambling on um Lego Masters. I have a team out and so does my wife, I believe. Um so that's been fun. Uh what else? What else have I been up to? Oh my gosh, Rich. So I have two 256 gig solid state drives. And yep. that's it. Working on video now is a constant juggle. The problem. It's a problem, especially when you have big PC games installed <laughs> on here. Yep. So I have backup drives that I'm now are just going to be backups of these video files that we are creating just in case something happens because I don't really want to lose this stuff. But my gosh, it is... I'm spending, you know, I'm having a great time playing video games and recording it. Hey, that's fun. Editing it is a great time too. But then you've got to like archive this stuff somehow. And I don't have that process quite figured out, but I'm just dumping everything. But my gosh, these files, like when you, when you get done, if you keep the raw and the um, like finished copy, you could be talking about 15 gigs per episode. Oh, yeah. i I purge the raw once I've mixed it. Okay. And I know it's good. And then I just keep the final like rendered version. But well, I have a one terabyte SSD external. So I'm good for a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> what about two months from now? What are you going to do? That, after that, I'm going to build a raid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to, I actually, so I have three. You're, you're three laughing. I, I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm like, that day is going to come. So I used to, I used to actually have a Plex server and that Plex server, uh, I had uh raid five, which is, uh, yeah, the, I think the minimum is three and it does the striping. So you have the basically like 33% or some percent yeah. of each disc is, uh, called parity. And, you know, you do end up losing a lot of space, but it's like, just in case you could, you could pull a drive, and push a drive back in if if something ever broke and you'd be fine. Like it would build rebuild your parity and everything would be you know Gucci gang. But uh, man, yeah, it's making me like it's just making me kind of question like oh, do I do I really need to build a little two disc or four disc RAID array or what 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 do I need to do here? Because cloud storage is kind of expensive. Hard drives are pretty cheap. Yeah, it's probably going to be the way to go, but. Yeah, and I'm using um, I'm using a little program called DaVinci Resolve, 
we are playing with Parsec. We're playing with OBS. It's like this whole new range of technology that's been really, really fascinating to get into. Um, some of the stuff that you can do with OBS is just so cool. Yeah. Excuse me. Some of the um, some of the overlays that you've built. You know, we've we're we're thinking of of trying to do some video stuff on top of being on camera. Uh, so we've got uh, some nice webcams now. Thank you, Rich, for that. Mm-hmm. And um, you, just some of the stuff you can do with OBS where you can build these different scenes. It just seems like it's it's going to make it not super easy, but more streamlined to be able to build these scenes that you can see on some of these like high level profile streamers that has yeah. like all these different like <laughs> all these different environments happening or um you know you might see YouTube and then them in like the small little corner but then they're like flipping back and forth and uh okay now where I'm looking at their hands or I'm looking at just a screenshot or something and OBS just makes a a button click away like if you know what you're doing you can really set these environments or they call them scenes up uh, really easily. So you've, you've been doing a lot more with this stuff than I have, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of came to this realization um, when I was kind of watching some different Twitch streams and kind of thinking about like reverse engineering, like how they're doing what they're doing. Right. Um, and I sat down with OBS and started, fired up illustrator and started making like uh like overlays like graphics and since you won and you're like holy shit you know <laughs> this is awesome and, and how it, does that it work kind of, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just made me think like all those years of like breaking websites and building websites and then breaking them again and then learning how to use illustrator and like graphic design and like all this stuff that we've been doing for like the last what has it been 12 years yeah 13 years like it's all led up to this point like (laughs) i can just open obs never used it before and go oh i i i get what's going on here and then fire up illustrator and just throw this thing together in five minutes and be like all right here we go we're ready yeah let's go yeah you kind of shat that out pretty quickly and i was just like (laughs) whoa that looks that looks super technical how did you do that And you're like no man it's just look at this i was like oh wow that is so (laughs) cool yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. So our uh, Axiom Verge, we are not on camera, but I think at some point we you will see faces and we're going to have these different things set up and make it not more interactive, but we want to be able to do co-op stuff and we want to make sure, like, if, I, if something's happening on my screen that's really cool, um, it's just a button click away from being able to watch it. Um, doing that stuff in post is a nightmare. It's very tedious. Um, so being able to do it on the fly with OBS seems, seems really cool. And I love the fact, I mean, it's free. The video software I use to edit all of my playthroughs is free. Um, it's just, it blows my mind that that stuff is free out there. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll get there. It's probably going to take a month but we'll get there. Yeah. So yeah, please don't expect that today or tomorrow, but the Parsec stuff blew me away. Yeah. No kidding. 
We've yeah. been streaming over Discord, and even though like Nitro was a thing, and it says you can hit like sixty frames a second, you're not getting that. No, I mean there yeah. was times watching um, your Resident Evil stream where it was like probably single digits Man. at some points because yeah. it just it would just chug along. I mean, we we have de- decent for being in the Midwest. Hey, we have decent. I mean, hell, you have gig gigabit Ethernet, and I have at yeah. least four hundred down and thirty up or something. If I could get that a little more parallel, that'd be great. But um, but it's still way better than what the requirements are to get this stuff running. So mm-hmm, the fact mm-hmm. that Discord was chugging on it so much was just like, there's got to be, <laughs> there's got to be a better way. And then, <laughs> you know, you you hear these Twitch people, they'll kind of mention Parsec from time to time, and it's like, okay, we got we got to look into this. Yep. And that yep. shit is free. They yep. have paid versions for teams, and um, you know, if you're wanting to do like real fancy stuff, but for our requirements, Parsec is free, and it. It, it works really easily. So it's just cool that a lot of these tools exist and it it's literally no money. That is, um, that's really all I've been up to. I've been playing a lot of video games and recording them and uploading them and editing them and just having a lot of fun doing it. So I will probably continue to do that. <laughs> Let's look at some some news here, Rich. What's been going on this week? Not a whole lot. Walter Isaacson. Wow, butchered that. He wrote the Steve Jobs biography. Did you read that? I did. You did? I did, yeah. Okay. I I thought that was a really good book. Yeah. I mean, obviously Steve Jobs is a very fascinating person. Um, He's in talks to write the Elon Musk biography. (laughs) Of course he is. So, yeah, he, I mean, he did, he did, was it, um, was it Thomas Jefferson, I think? Yes, one of the founding fathers, yeah. Yeah, so he got to interview him, which is crazy, Um, but he, he is now looking like that, hopefully he gets this, because I think he would do a really good job with Elon Musk, and I'd, you know, say what you will about the man, Uh, he's definitely fascinating, and um, I want to believe that, uh... You know, he has good intentions, but I would love to hear a (laughs) thorough breakdown of just this person. Um, So I really hope that this comes to light. Do you have any thoughts on this? No, I mean, it would be super interesting. Like, what's the the road from creating PayPal to launching rockets? Right. Like, yeah, there's a story there. I know, yeah. And I hope it's, I hope it focuses more on, um, his businesses and stuff, and not like, oh, yeah, well, when yeah, I was twelve yeah. and blah blah blah. Like, of course, I'm sure <laughs> that there's probably a book there, but yeah. I'm really wanting to know, like, dude, how do you concoct this stuff? This just blows my mind. Um, so Windows 11 has been. Uh, talked about a lot, and there's rumors that's a, that's going to be coming out uh, before the end of the year. I actually have a couple news articles here about Microsoft, so I guess we'll just kind of lump this all together. Uh, they are the second company to hit $2 trillion. It's a lot of dollars. 
Do you know what the first company is? Uh, either Apple or Amazon. It's Apple. <laughs> I would say Amazon's <laughs> got to be closing in on them, though. But You would think. So Microsoft, they have adapted more of a service-based uh, company. They they sell hardware. They sell um they sell like one-off software like Windows. And they make uh, a ton of money off that, but really where their company is moving to is more service-based stuff. There are like 20 million people that subscribe to Game Pass. Which that's crazy, but also Bananas. yeah. Also though, it's it makes total sense because it's such an amazing service. I mean, it's it's just great. Um so for them to it makes sense that they've hit I've thought that they would have already hit 2 trillion dollars, but um yeah, with things like Office 365 and Game Pass and Azure where it's at, like yeah, I I see that being search it, yeah, being a huge fan, you know, I got to get those rewards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I honestly, like as a, I'm a administrator for my day job, surprising that I have not looked into Windows 11 as much. Um, but it looks like Game Pass is going to be baked right into it. So they are yeah, going to smart. shove Game Pass everywhere they can. Uh, I know they're working with TV manufacturers to start releasing Game Pass apps and their stores. You know, like Vizio has its own store. I'm sure LG does the same. Uh, So they're wanting Game Pass apps to be uh, included in those stores. And then you can Bluetooth a, you know, Xbox One or whatever you have, Series X controller to your TV and start playing video games. Now that has actually released um, everyone that has Game Pass Ultimate can now play that. I was in the beta for a little bit. I didn't have a great experience with it. I see back and forth, but I have also not tried it since they've upgraded the hardware. Uh, I did. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) At least for me. Uh, And I've played a lot of streaming, like all of Resident Evil, so... Um, yeah, I did not have a good experience. So you, you played, um, you played cyberpunk through Stadia and yes, you had a good time with that. Yeah. It was serviceable. You use shadow, the shadow tech. Um, yeah, that's what you use to play PC games because you are Mac based. Yep. And for the most part, Seems like everything runs pretty solid there. Yeah, yeah. Totally How did fine. you play Game Pass? How did you? What did you so test I, it on? Was it through a browser or the yeah, app? Yeah, browser. Or what? Browser. I played it through my browser on the Mac. Hooked my Xbox controller up to it, and the latency on the controller was just so bad, really bad. Um, I haven't tried playing it on mobile, um, or like the iPad or anything like that, but. Yeah, browser did not work very well. I didn't try... I think I might have played it in Safari. I don't know if I should try downloading Edge or downloading Chrome Hmm. um, and trying one of those two or if that matters at all. But 
yeah, not a good experience with Safari. That, that's surprise. That just really surprises me because Amaz like Amazon's Luna service. I don't know where they are now. I don't hear anyone ever mention Amazon. Is it Luna? Am, am I remembering that correctly? Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't hear anyone ever talk about it. I don't even know how much Amazon actually pushes it. But it ran... I played Control on that for a little bit just for testing purposes because I got pulled into the beta and I thought it ran great. Uh, yeah. I was really surprised, actually, how how well it ran. And I think I even was first testing it over Wi-Fi and it seemed like it was doing just fine. Um I played a little bit of Stadia with your friend code uh, over Destiny 2. And I think at the time it was kind of rough, but it was also like during their launch period. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of that stuff is straightened out, but I hear hot and cold things on Game Pass. You're not the only person out there saying that they're not having a great time with it. But the few times that I've played it at my house, it's been fine. Um, I tried to play it. I know their minimum says you need at least 15 megabytes down. I stayed at a hotel with 15 megabytes down internet and megabits. it does not work. Megabits, yeah. It does <laughs> not work. It yeah. uh it it wouldn't even load the home screen. It would oh, not wow. like uh tr- I think I was trying to load Yakuza actually just to just to see if I can even like get into the game and it would not get into the new load continue screen right it just couldn't do it Hmm. i don't know if that's a limitation of hotel internet or what but it could be yeah yeah and then the last story here rich it's been four years since they've announced elder scrolls 6 and uh they're still saying that you should consider that in design phase like they're still trying to figure out what that game is Eh, it's not that surprising considering Starfield hasn't came out yet. Right. Like, I feel like if if Starfield comes out at the end of 2022, like, Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls 6 can't come out until at least 2024 or 2025, right? Right. But think about, that's a 14-year gap between Skyrim and 6. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, they've made a lot of... A lot of their games between now and then, and they have Elder Scrolls Online, too. Yeah, and Fallout. So, I mean, they've released Skyrim on a new platform every one of those 16 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You think uh, we'll get a PS5 version or an X Series X? Not, I guess they might not uh, care about PS5 I mean, anymore, I'm sure. But... I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything else going on? No, no. Are we going to do the spoiler cast? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So I think right here we're going to say we are done recording. Um, But Rich and I uh, completed Project Hail Mary. Uh, I I have to say Project Hail Mary. At first I thought the book was Hail Mary. If you look that up, you're going to have a bad time or unless you want to see guys or their shirts off. But, um, so I think we are going to be recording a, a long form discussion on Andy Weir's newest book, project Hail Mary. Um, 
So stick around for that if you want to kind of hear our thoughts and our breakdown of that story. Um, but yeah, let me go over our stuff again here. Um, thank you all for listening. If you want to send us an email, you can send that to emails at bitpunch.tech. Uh, you can check out our website at bitpunch.tech, and then you can find all of our links to our Twitter, our newsletter, our YouTube. Send us an email through there. Rich has put all that together very easily for you to get in touch with us. You can find that at bitpunch.tech. Thank you, Rich. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. We will be back in a few weeks. See you all. Good, good, good. Now you're good. good. I'm just like knocking shit over. Like good, good. Slam bad, bad, everything bad. falls down. Matt over here. You knocked my Vista Bay cups. over. <laughs> you're a cup collector by your yeah. desk. It drives me nuts. I do have a coffee cup, Don't Rich, that has uh, the Pokemon coughing on it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it says coffee, and I keep my mints in it. <laughs> like he doesn't even use it for coffee. It's super You're the worst. <laughs> I, I think I bought it for my 30th birthday because I was like... You bought it for yourself? Yeah. You brought it home from work. I didn't even know where it came from. Yeah, I bought it and I was just like, I have to have this. This is like an absolute <laughs> necessary thing. I have to have my life now. I'm turning 30. I need this coffee cup. It brings me so much joy. <laughs> now, this is going to not even be in the podcast. No, this part will. Sense. I'll keep all this in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay, and even good. all this like F up that you're doing right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's all stated. Oh, you're so sweet. Hey, Rich. Hey, Michael. Hey, Ashley. Hi. We are here to talk about Andy Weir's new book, Project Hail, Hail Mary. Mary. I have to say Project. You have to say Project because if you look up just Hail Mary, it's a completely different book. What do you find? What do you see? Well, the cover is this, this buff guy's <laughs> chest. <laughs> and you're just like, well, wait a minute. What are you asking me to read? So, I, yeah, I, I recommended this book to Ashley. And so I was like, yeah, you should check out Hail Mary. And when she started looking into that, she was like, wow, I'm surprised my husband is actually recommending this book to me. So... <laughs> I'm like, this has aliens in it? <laughs> this makes <Yeah>. no sense. <laughs> I'm so confused. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Project Hail Mary. We've got some notes here on this. I'm going to scroll up just a hair, and we are um, going to be spoiling the heck out of this book. So, uh, if you do not care about Andy Weir or uh, anything related to him, then you might want to turn this podcast off now because uh, we're going to be spoiling Project Hail Mary. And hell, we might even sprinkle in a little bit of stuff with his other books too. So just be warned. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, um, then turn away now. I'm actually going to drop a big spoiler right now. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Saves everything. That's what's the end of the name? book. <laughs> really? Yeah. You don't even know the <laughs> yeah. main guy's name. Uh, Grace, thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I've got Ryland a shit memory. Grace. Yeah, Ryland Grace. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. So, uh, Rich, what were your uh, overall? What were your thoughts on this book? Um, so I've my first Andy Weir book was the Artemis. Um, I never read the Martian, Martian, but I watched the movie. Um, mm -hmm. but I really liked Artemis, and a lot of people didn't like Artemis, but mm -hmm. I did. Um, this book, this book is one of my favorite books I've read in a while. Um, yeah. I it's really, really good. The pacing is really good. The characters are really good. It's very, 
it's maybe a little similar to the Martian. Um, and, and there's some things in it that I think aren't great. Um, but for the most part, I really like the book. What are your thoughts, honey? Mine? Well, this is the first Andy Weir book I've ever read. So uh, going into it, I really did not know what to expect. Right. Um, I had watched The Martian, but I still didn't know what I was getting into. And then, oh my gosh, so many of my heartstrings were pulled by a little alien. And I didn't even know that that was going to be a thing. Well, I say little alien, but he was like huge, actually, and like no, weighed he's not a ton. That big. But he weighed a ton. That's he was true. made out of like so much muscle tone, right? That yeah. he was like really massive. Um, but yeah, I had no idea this was the book I was getting into, and that it would <laughs> touch these certain parts of me as a person. It, I don't know. I just, it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like how, how many science fiction books have you read in your life? I don't know. I feel like enough because. I guess you dabble in, in some yeah. unique things like that. So. I mean, for sure. Not a lot of space. Yeah. I don't think I listen. I don't think I listen to audiobooks about space or have read a lot of space books. Right. Well, now that I know you like space books, I've got so many more recommendations. I don't recommendations know that I even like space books. That's the thing. I don't even know that that's... The, I, I really think that when it comes down to it, it was the heart of the book that got me. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, there was like a part of it whenever he was really trying to figure out how the Talmuva were still like taking over that I was just like, okay, let's... Like, how many times are we going to come back to this? Like, let the poor guy be already. Right. Like... They can stop taking over any time now. But the rest of the time, I mean, it was not so much science that it didn't, that it distracted me from the story. Now, see, so I read half of the book. Yeah. And then on a road trip, we listened to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I actually wish I would have listened to the whole thing because the audiobook, there's so much quality to it. Uh, I love what they do with like, uh, Rocky, I about called him Rocket with mm-hmm. Rocky's voice, yeah. Uh, and how they did like the the little musical keynotes for when he was talking. Yeah. Did they do that like throughout every time he spoke? Yeah. No, because I missed. No. You not missed. the whole time. Like like sometimes it would, but once they figured out the language, um, he just talked. The, the... No, you could still hear it in the background. He, it's yeah, still yeah. Said it, it, w- it still made the noise in the background, even though it was. Doing yes. the actual words that he meant in, with the noise in yes. the background. That's so yes. cool. But in the beginning, when he was learning his language, no, it would just make the noise, and then he had to figure out what he said, and it was like that back and forth for mm. a little while. Which that's probably that was the part you read in the book, because it was just music notes. Yeah, in the yeah. book, it's just little music notes, which is really cool. And hmm. Rich, you went back and forth, so you used like Whisper Sync with this, correct? Yes, yes, I went back and forth. Yep. Okay. So, uh, I think I kind of share both of your thoughts. Um, there are sections of this book that could have used a better editor. Um, I, but I loved all the characters. I thought it was really cool. It, the whole amnesia story thing. That's a little overused in this genre where people just like have amnesia. But I thought how they used it to 
um, help unfold the story. So by the time he realized that he, why he had had amnesia, right. he was already like, he'd already forgiven that purpose. Because right. he was already mm-hmm. like, I've already fig- trying to figure this out now. So I got to get over it. We're out here now. What right. am I going to do? But try to get. Yeah. So uh, do we want to try to break down the story? How do we, how do we want to talk about this? Like, I don't know. I, I know. didn't know that. I don't. I didn't know what I was coming into. Oh, yeah, really. it was just Sorry. kind of. A, it was just kind of a free for all. <laughs> I think we just kind of wanted to talk about it. Are there are there things, Rich, that like really stuck out to you on Project Hail Mary? Um. I, I, obviously, I think the star of the book is that relationship. It's it's essentially like a little buddy cop movie um, between yeah. <laughs> Ryland Grace and Rocky. Um. But I do think we need to set the book up a little bit. Okay. Um, so, so, so Ryland Grace is a is a junior high science teacher. Yeah. Um, and essentially he gets thrown into this kind of a apocalyptic event where, um, the sun is basically being eaten by this amoeba that they call he, he that they end up calling astrophage, and so astrophage is stealing power from the sun. And then taking it to Venus, and there's certain things that happen on Venus, and it's basically the sun is dying. And if the sun dies, obviously bad things happen on Earth. And Ryland ends up kind of entangled in this kind of worldwide um, struggle to try to figure out, like, how to fix the problem. And that's when he meets Eva Stratt. Yeah, he fully put himself in that position, though. He did, yeah. Um, Right. And completely on accident. Yeah, because he wrote some failed papers about life that could exist without oxygen. Water. Or or water, yeah, Yeah. thank you. Yeah, water. Yeah, Yeah. so so it's this astrophage stuff that it's surviving without water, um, which is why he got pulled into this in the first place. Because why would anyone care about this? Like middle school science right. teacher. Yep. Well, it's it's because of of this. So, um, yeah, you can continue. Yeah. So because he wrote those science papers, um, before he became a teacher, um, Eva Strat, who is this, uh, she I think she, did did they say she works for the UN or she's was she appointed by like the American government? I can't remember. But she's basically given. I can't remember um, how she got in the specific position she was in either. Yeah, she, but she was basically given like absolute authority to do whatever was required to stop the astrophage, and so she brings in Ryland. They set up like this makeshift, crazy, like high tech lab, and they use this um, space mission to bring back. I think what was it like three astrophage. Um, uh, what do I want to call them? Like specimens, like they bring them back from space so they can study them. And Ryland mm-hmm. is the one that gets to study them, and right. he ends up finding out that they are actually water based. Well, um, no, was it three? Because I thought they had five to begin with, and then he five? accidentally killed one. That's right. And then, that's right. then they try to take it from him. Then they, yeah. And he was like, "Can I poke he, it with Because he, he poked it. Yeah, he poked it. It was all about like what? Let's what else? I just like, yeah, yeah. let's poke it. And, but yeah, then they ended up with only so many and then they realized whenever he went back to look at them again, that they had multiplied. Yep. Yep. So, so by then he, he figures out, okay, these things are uh, reproducing. So how do they reproduce? Um, 
and without getting into all the science that I don't remember, essentially they 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 go from the sun, which is the you know energy, back to Venus, which is full of carbon, and carbon and Venus is where they breed. They breed in this carbon rich environment, and right. then once they breed on Venus, they go back to the sun, and they use to in order to get from Venus to the sun, they can hold and store all this energy so they can absorb, I mean, they live on the sun so they can absorb all this energy and then release it to travel back and forth. Right. And that's when he sort of figures out like how they reproduce and also like how basically astrophage is this like infinite power source. Um, now that he knows how to breed them, but it's also killing the earth like it could be used to like solve like most of the world's problems, but it's also eating our sun, and that kind of sets up this whole other uh, part of the story with you know what what how you know how are they going to solve this problem? They end up finding out that there's another. They start looking at all the other stars that are near us in the solar system, and they see that they're all dimming, and so astrophage has kind of spread itself across the mm-hmm. like yeah, nearby stars a, of our solar system an astrophage outbreak mm-hmm. yes 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 except for tau ceti so tau ceti doesn't seem to be um dimming and they essentially come to the conclusion you know there's something happening at tau ceti that is keeping astrophage from dimming it and that's kind of our only answer and so they come up with project hail mary which is We're going to build this crazy spaceship that's powered by astrophage. We're going to breed a whole bunch of them and send a group of people to Tau Ceti and see if they can figure out, you know, what's going on. And then hopefully that will help solve our problems with Sol, which is our sun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, in order to breed this on Earth, it took so much resources because mm-hmm. they had to then cement what and blacktop a huge area of the desert to be able right they basically caused more global warming and yes uh melted <laughs> some of the polar ice caps right because... to increase the amount of like physical radiation that the earth is putting off to keep the earth warm right <laughs> because yeah, the sun's it, dying yeah like it's kind of that yeah reproduce these as quickly as possible and to get this ship off the ground but my thing is poor guy because then he you know he finds out that his paper is trash you know like base so much of his like yes this is it i know this is a theory but i, I this is belief to me right. like this is for sure a thing and then he's like oh crap well never mind i'm completely wrong and this is how i'm finding out yeah so it's cool it's cool how they how they kind of uh outline the story uh because each chapter seems like there's a series of flashbacks that it's happening. So we're we're kind of we're kind of going through what the bulk of the book is about. Um, yes, they really use his amnesia to do like these flashbacks. Like, oh, I'm just getting more bits of information, right. memory back. Let's talk about that in the past right. now that I'm remembering it. So he he wakes up in Tau Ceti. The yes. beginning of the book, he wakes up in this new like solar system. And um, he has no idea why he's there. 
He has no idea that he was put into a coma. He starts to figure this stuff out relatively quickly, but the whole thing is, okay, I'm, I'm learning this computer. Uh, okay. I'm in a coma and now I got to figure out why am I even here? He has no idea why he's there. There's dead bodies in the room with him. And then turns out there's like fast forward. There's another ship that's really close to him. And he's just slowly figuring out like as his memory is coming back to him, like, why am I here? What is this mission? Um, even him realizing, like, okay, I'm not on Earth because I'm floating. Like, what? what is this? What is going on? Like, that's got to yeah, be... Yeah, he, he eventually well, comes to the conclusion that, he... that he's in Tau Ceti because he has these computers that have the entire, like, Library of Congress archive on them. Yeah. So he has yeah. every piece of software, every piece, every book, everything. And so he comes to the conclusion, like, he, he looks out, like, this window or something and sees what he thinks is the sun... And then ends up coming to the conclusion, oh shit, that's not our sun. That's a different sun. Yes, completely um, different solar system. And yeah. he doesn't understand why he has all of his muscle tone and this machine's been taking care of him and how he can still know science, but he doesn't know his own name. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he can't even get the computers to function until he can remember his own name. Right, yeah. Yeah, everything's locked down. They keep asking him, but he's just like just making up names like maybe this is it nope and his, and that type of humor carries through all of his books like they're all silly in their own way um yeah artemis was like that a lot yeah 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 yeah, um, yeah. Be- yeah. before we go into rocky um my first problem with the book is during the part where they're talking about like paving the desert and like they go break the dude out of jail to pave the desert and, you know, they have all these, like, world leaders coming together to, like, solve this problem. And they end up they end up blowing, like, parts of Antarctica into the ocean. Like, how he describes, like, everybody working together and, like, Eva Strat, like, like they're set up, like, on a Chinese a- aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this would never happen. I know. No one would ever work together that way. No, no. Like, if something like we this would all happened, just die. Like, like, can you imagine tomorrow if they got on the news and they're like, yo, the sun is dying? Like, this is a real thing. Nobody would. No, it, it'd never happen. No, We're it'd be dead. the purge. It, yeah, it'd be the purge. Yeah. It would be complete anarchy. You'd and... never be able to convince a large portion of humanity that the sun right. is dying no no like yeah. i said i th- to me this is one of the scariest concepts of a book i've ever read yeah and it's especially just when you start thinking uh like how this could affect like real life yeah because at some point this is going to happen i mean the sun is not going to stick around forever it, it yeah. i mean not this exact situation but no, Tal Seti. We yeah. got to go to Tal Seti with Rocky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but something in the family, yeah, could for sure happen, and we don't even know when. As of right now, would our countries all work together? No, no, no way. way. No, that's not going to happen. No. And who's going to be the person that's just like, I have say so. Everyone has to listen to me across every country. Yeah. No one would get handed that power. Yeah. Who could be strapped? To this day, <laughs> who's going to be our strat? This world strat? Who would that be? Oh boy! No, that's not even. Just give it to Andy Weir. You know, yeah. just, like he's he wrote and, and about it. He's 
He's, yeah, I mean he he's got published watched, works on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've watched some interviews with Andy Weir, and he's like a big time optimist. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from, honestly. Uh, um, but that was kind of my first problem with the book. I'm, I'm like, okay, I've got to like suspend some disbelief here because sure. there's no way. Yeah. Right. So there's another ship. So he's in Tau Ceti. His fancy ship's radar picks up what um, becomes called Blip A. Yeah. yeah. Poor name. <laughs> Blip A. <laughs> yeah, and... Um... He starts communicating with it. I don't I actually don't quite remember how he first started communicating with it. Yeah, so he what does he, he do? Built he, a, op- he, he built a uh a, a satellite, right? I'm pretty sure that didn't he use his what are they called like the ropes outside of his ship to try to like hit that ship? Well, this was I so think like, he did some sort of like Maneuver. To try to get their attention first, yeah. Before he went, I can't remember what it was. Though. Yeah. Was it flashing lights? Oh man, I'm trying to remember now. Um, I can't remember either. Let's but let's assume it's a series of flashing thing, lights. No, because Rocky would not have been able to see flashing lights. Shoot. Now yeah, I, can't I can't remember. remember. Um, like what the how they first? I remember Rocky sending that robot that on his ship out. Right. And like he even like had the robot wave back to Grace. Yeah, at first at first they sent he sent over that capsule and it had like a like a model of like a solar system in it or something. Yeah. And, that's right. Uh okay. great Ryland kind of pointed to like where he was and that's how he figured out like where Rocky was from. And then he sends it he like he like threw it back to him, uh, like across space. Yeah. And then yeah, then then they ended up building uh Rocky ship ended up building the tunnel uh, that connected both. And then, like, he had to go out and, like, tear off part of his ship. That way Rocky knew what his ship was made of, and he, like, threw that back so he could connect it up and, like, make the the pressure equalize or whatever. Yeah. Um, But, man, when when they got the tunnel built and they go to, like, the middle point of this tunnel and... um, To meet? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the meat, yeah. The meat was super interesting uh, because the tunnel is built out of this... Oh, man, what is the name of the... What is the name of his metal? I can't remember yeah. it either. Xenonite. Uh, Xenonite. Yeah, okay. yeah. Xenonite. I knew it started with a Z, but I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rocky Rocky and his ship made this big tunnel out of Xenonite, which is this crazy metal that's, like, super hard, but, like, almost malleable. Like, he has this ability to, like, make it malleable and, like, build almost anything with it. Mm-hmm. And at first, like, the airlock in between them was, like, he couldn't see through. And then eventually he ends up seeing him, and he's like a dog-sized spider. Yeah. And when... Terrifying when, spider. With- when, that, when that, like, line came across in the book, I was like, oh, oh, boy. I know, right? This is going to yeah, go some places. Yeah, I was like, my inside shook. Whenever I was I'm like, like oh, great. He was... Did they use the word spider? <sighs> yes, yeah, they used the word spider. Absolutely said spider. With yeah, like that... bark, with what looked like like metal bark as his mm-hmm. armor. Hmm. Yeah, I think he. I think he says he's like the size of like a golden retriever, but yeah. with five legs and then a big like carapace um, that's like very like stone, stone like. Um, hmm. Yeah, that that part was pretty wild. I and will say they... I have se- I have searched several times 
for Rocky fan art, and there's not enough of it yet. I want really? I want to get a good picture of, of what yeah what people interpret Rocky to look like. Because yeah. my first thought is the creature from Doom, and I know that's probably <laughs> a bad a bad uh, a bad way to interpret it, but um, yeah, I don't understand the odd number of limbs. Yeah, I think that's what I'm having trouble with. Like things aren't even. Why do you? Have yeah, because he's like because he can like because... hold on to the wall with one like two hands and then use the other two hands yeah, to do something. You need more hands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love how Rocky's kind of a smart ass. A little I know. Bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rocky doesn't have eyes, so he he sees through like his hearing, like a like sonar, almost like a dolphin. Yes, um, and yeah, and to feel he can feel like vibrations, mm-hmm. and he can hear vibrations, and he can hear noises, and all of that. So yeah, and his voice is like a sing songy voice. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah, sounds so, like music coming out of his mouth. Yep. So they essentially of... Ryland sets up this uh, laptop with a spreadsheet and like a little uh, MIDI device to record Rocky, and they start off with like talking about like science. And so like I can't remember exactly what the first thing was, but like he's they start learning like yes, no, what's what's your word for this, what's your word for that, and then he eventually yeah. kind of has this like. Um, dictionary of all of what because rocky kind of like sing like talks in like chords so he he's able to kind of piece it together and then eventually later on the book he doesn't need that anymore and can can kind of translate on the fly and same with rocky so rocky's able to kind of pick up uh yeah they end up spending a good amount of time together so he Mm -hmm. definitely gets a chance to learn his language yeah and rocky's very good at math um uh, let's see what else. Ends up finding out that Rocky is like the sole survivor of his uh, mission, yeah. and like and that how he's many, there. Twenty six on his ship originally. Yes, yes. Is that right? That sounds right. Um, yeah, and so he, he they end up figuring out that they're both there for the same reason that you know both their stars are dying, and Tau Ceti is the closest star, you know, that they saw that wasn't dimming, and so Rocky's species you know really didn't have any kind of space technology other than this crazy elevator that went to space but they never really left their planet so they (laughs) didn't understand like uh like time manipulation like that you know when they travel light years away like time is going to pass differently and they didn't understand radiation so that's why most of how come he got there as quickly as he did right right (laughs) yeah true right yeah yeah yeah, and then so uh, Ryland ends up telling Rocky, like, hey, the reason all your your buddies died is because of radiation, and the reason you didn't die is because you were so close to the astrophage, and the astrophage um, absorbed all the radiation around you because Rocky was kind of the engine, uh, like, engineer. Yeah, which is lucky because that's what that's definitely what Grace needed. Mm-hmm. It it is very just random luck of the draw that these two ended up together. Right. Out yeah. there in Tel City. Yeah, so um geez, what else what else happens between them? Um well so Rocky ends up building a little bubble for himself and moves in 
with <laughs> with grace and with his grace lab. so they can just start sciencing together because he yep. finds out that rocky science is so far behind compared right. to grace's mm-hmm. so he's just like wait a minute how do you know all of this stuff right come teach me please i need to know i need to see all of the science that you're talking about and will not see it obviously because right you can't see yeah. but yeah and then it turns out that rocky really needs someone to watch him sleep which that is a whole thing in the book is his his species they watch each other sleep since they can't see to know if, you know, if there's something that's going to attack the other person, they have somebody watch them. And now he'd been out here in space by himself for so long, he hadn't gotten like good sleep because he hadn't had someone there to watch him right. sleep. Yeah, and his whole eating ritual is oh my gosh, terrifying, disgusting, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> he was really embarrassed that Grace wanted to watch that, and he I was know. like, "I really don't yeah. want to." And he said, "It's for science." <laughs> you know, they would use that as their excuse, like the other one. You have to do it yeah. because I want to see for science where scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I think the thing that I liked about Rocky the most was um, the way that uh, Andy wrote, like his language. Um, like when when he when he converted it into English, he yeah, kind of talked like a three year old, almost. Yeah, because um, right. he's like you know, he he's like Grace you know, question. You, you, yeah, Grace question. Uh, you science me sleep. You watch me sleep. <laughs> yeah, me sleep. You watch me sleep. You know, and it, yeah. I I really liked that. I thought that was a good instead of just like translating to like just straight up like how an adult right. would talk. Yeah, I thought that was a really smart move. <laughs> Um, like, and then they, yeah, when he said he wasn't, he was dumb if he didn't sleep. Right. Yeah. 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 You, you, you stupid. You need yeah. sleep. <laughs> and, and I liked, uh, early on and when they are doing the, uh, the translation, they decided that like they would, they would say the same word three times to like emphasize it. So like anytime something like bad would happen, like Rocky would go bad, bad, bad. Right, and every time that happened, I just started laughing. Um, I don't know why I find that so funny, so funny. But there's like <laughs> really like, like big breakthroughs. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's like they'll have like a really big um, breakthrough or like something really bad would happen. They'd be like, "Good, good, good, bad, bad, yeah. bad." You know, um, and, and that's why I think I enjoyed the audiobook more. Like having that read to me, I I just think that narrator did such an awesome job. Yeah, he did. Um, and I knew I heard him before, and it's because I read the We Are Legion, We Are Bob, that first book, and he he narrated those books, and I thought he did a really good job uh, with those too. Um, but yeah, I just think listening to that book and and hearing how they annotated Rocky and and um, just how some of that emotional stuff came through, especially there towards the end, it's just like. Holy shit! This this alien is getting to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what I told Matt when we were driving. At one point, I told him to pause the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, you know, we listened to this book on a road trip there and back, so we yeah. didn't get to finish the book until we were on our way back. And it was just like I wanted to finish it so bad. And yeah, so yeah. It felt so much like I was listening to a movie because I could just picture right. everything. It was yeah. so crystal clear in my brain while I was driving. 
yeah that he does sounds a, he does a, it's not a he does a good job explaining like setting up and and explaining and and some people would probably say pretty pretty involved detail especially when he gets into the science of things of, of how yeah. a lot of this can happen if you start looking into the comments of these books right now mm-hmm. you can see people are starting to dispute the science oh i know and it's just, and then you have people correcting them. He's like, no, he actually explained this in the book of how this happened. I couldn't imagine being so specific with some of the math and like publishing that. Like, right. yep, this is all right. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way I could do that. But it's tons yeah, of research. I, yeah. 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 No, yeah. He definitely does his research. I, I think people need to remember it's a science fiction book. I well, <laughs> those people comments, get pretty wrapped up too. in that stuff. Right. Okay. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but, um, so, uh, to jump around a little bit, um, Rocky and uh, Grace, Grace, they figure out why this is happening and it is because, or they, they figure out why it's happening the, about the astrophage, but then they figure out like how to stop astrophage. And it's this substance that can be found on this planet that is close by to them. But they don't know anything about this planet. They don't even know if they can land on it. They're, they're a little nervous about getting close to it. So they build what essentially I would describe as like a just a bucket on a big ass chain. Right. And yep. they're just going to try to farm this. They're going to fly in as close as they can and just farm this substance i'm blanking on the name of what talmeba talmeba thank you it's it's they end up finding out that it is the predator to um astrophage so that's that's their answer if they if they want to stop astrophage then they need this talmeba and they need to take this back to earth and rocky needs to take this back to his home planet um, and breed it and breed it yeah so I like the the Beatles. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, the Beatles. I yeah. forgot about the Beatles. Yeah, I, I like that they they um, created these Beatles for him to put these samples into, and their their sole purpose is just to get back to Earth. Yes. Um, with the samples of whatever uh, Grace finds to stop yeah, this astrophage. Yes. They're little they like. Do uh, tell Grace. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They're little like uh, space drones, right? Like they're little bitty spaceships. Yeah, yeah. And they're powered by astrophage, right? Yes. Okay. And yeah. they do tell Grace that you know he this is a suicide mission, so you're sending these back, but you are not coming back. Right. But then they figure out a way, um, because, because Rocky of Rocky had way too much. He had way too much because they did not do the science correct. So they packed way too much astrophage in his fuel tanks. And there was actually enough for Grace to act, to get back to Earth. Um which that was a very touching moment. Yes. Um, he was like, "Wait a minute. You have enough?" Right. Uh, do we want to talk, do we want to go into detail about that whole mission or should we just kind of leave that? Cause I, I actually don't remember a whole lot of that about, about that part. Cause I know they they had issues with it, like farming the, the Talmeba. Yeah. So, but. so what they, what they end up finding is the, so the Talmeba will eat the astrophage. Like if there's any astrophage anywhere nearby, the Talmeba will eat it. 
which is great, yes. but it can't it, it can't survive nitrogen. Nitrogen. And yes. both Venus and Rocky's system are nitrogen-rich atmospheres. So uh, Grace ends up exposing the Talmeba little by little to more and more nitrogen and then breeding more nitrogen-resistant Talmeba. Right. And it evolves the Talmeba. Exactly. To be able and to in, withstand nitrogen. Yes. And in doing so, the Talmeba end up like getting out of their little tanks and uh, eating the fuel from... Does it eat the Hail Mary's fuel first? Yes, it does it in, because it gets into an entire fuel tank. Yep. So then he has to and go in and clean the fuel the fuel tank out because the ship Rocky, shuts down. Right. Yeah. Because right. then Rocky builds him a new fuel tank, um, and you know they keep going. They have to get to this certain number of uh, nitrogen resistance for it to be able to work on Rocky's planet, and they end up getting there. And uh, like you said, R- Rocky ends up giving. Uh, Grace enough astrophage to get back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, he essentially has, I think he has enough food for the first three months of the trip, and then it's a four-year total trip. So right. he's going to have to live off like this, like coma, like basically like nitrogen-rich like sludge that he was yeah. given while he was in a coma. So he'd have to live off that for like three and a half years or something. Coma um, slurry. Did slurry, he even yeah. have enough to make it back? No, like barely. I, yeah, I think yeah. it was like a it's it's a risk. Yes, it's it, a risk right. of him even it. going he was like, back. If home. I can even get it home, I'm going to be eating this. On yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Fairly soon into it. And so, Which, you like, know, there were so many times, though, that he's, like, eating another breakfast for you. I'm like, stop then. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why don't you slow down on the the food intake right now, dude, if you know yeah. that you can go yeah. home now? Like, stop scarfing everything down. You Yes, there was enough food on here for three of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so he ends up, they end up, you know, getting uh, the Hail Mary filled up with enough to get back to Earth. Rocky's got enough to get back to his system. And they kind of, they both take... Um, some of the nitrogen resistant Talmeba back with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to go back and do their own thing and try to save their, their stars. And as, as they say their goodbyes and they start going their kind of opposite directions, um, Ryland ends up finding out that the, so Rocky had built these tanks out of Xenonite that he's keeping these Talmeba in. And, um, Ryland is kind of taking care of those and making sure, you know, they're okay. And the Talmeba end up getting out of it. And he doesn't understand why. He's like, well, wait a minute. Why, you know, why are they getting out of it? And he ended up figuring out that as he was breeding them inside these xenonite enclosures, you know, when exposed to nitrogen, they were digging into this xenonite um, enclosures and then ended up figuring out how to basically slip through it and like work their way out of it and so yes he he evolved them to resist nitrogen but he also yes. evolved them to get through xenonite correct in the process correct. on yes. accident and so this whole time he's kind of watching rocky's ship because when because both these ships are powered by astrophage when astrophage releases its energy it's a super super bright um light and like uh like light effect and so he's able to see Rocky's ship like way, way off with uh, this special tool, this special like uh, telescope tool. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it goes dark. And then that's when he makes the connection that, oh, wait, 
everything on Rocky's ship is built out of xenonite, like the Taumiba that he gave them is going to eat all his fuel. Yes. And so he ends up heading back, um, and that's kind of the twist of the book. Yeah, because he has to make the decision whether or not he's going right. to go home yep. and just be okay with Rocky hope and just hoping yeah. for the best for him. Because he's not sure if his light went out because he's too right. far away and he yeah. can't see him anymore or if his light went out because this obviously happened to him and, as well. And he has these thoughts. He's just like, surely Rocky would have figured this out. He would have seen right. that I, I, I made a mistake here and, and he would be able to solve for it. But it's just eating at him. And then he finally makes the call. To send the Beatles to Earth. And then go rescue Rocky. Yep. 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 So and there's I a cried. nice little... yeah. <laughs> and I cried. When there's he a nice little... Raised. That chapter ended on that, I cried. Couldn't help it. <laughs> So there's a nice little like reunion and then they end up um basically abandoning Rocky's ship and I think the up... reunion I teared up a little bit. Yeah, me I too. think it was the you when saved he me goes question? and Yes. Well no, he said uh, I think when he said Grace question. Grace question. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh shit." Cuz it was such a high pitch in the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. It was Grace question. Oh, like it was he was so like good. he was like in there terrified and yes. just hopeful. Yeah. So hopeful that it was Grace outside there. You come rescue me question. Just like, damn it. <laughs> you did it, Andy. Great yeah. job, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Killed me. <laughs> so he rescues Rocky. They go back yep. to what's Rocky's world? Um, um Iridian. Thank yeah. you. Is that Iridian? No. What it, it, I feel like it was it reminded me of a woman's woman's name. Yeah, it's Iridian. Iridian is Rocky's home world. Okay. Yep. Um, so they go back Adrian. to Adrian. It's Adrian. No, so 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 that's that's another actually really funny part of the story. So the third planet from Tau Ceti, where they found the Talmiba, that's what he ended up calling um Adrian. Oh, okay. I oh. think, right? I can't remember. Because yeah. they they're the ones that Rocky's because they um Rocky's species is the one that discovered that the third planet was doing it and uh or was it? Was it Rocky? I don't know. They 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 had this argument, or like Grace had to explain to Rocky about like naming things when you discover. Yeah, if you discover it, you name yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because he called him Rocky, he named the planet Adrian. Right. <laughs> which is obviously a movie reference. Um. Okay, so then they end up going back to Iridian. Yes. And. Obviously, Obviously, he can't live there. there And now he's out of food. Yeah. So they end up uh, making him a little dome that he can live in. Because, yes, they do finally get there. Yes. And um, they start reverse engineering, like, his needs uh, to start developing food for him. And they take really good care of him because, obviously, they probably revere him and Rocky as, like, they're saviors at this point. I mean, yeah. they wouldn't exist without uh, the science uh, from what they found with the, with the Tau City and all that. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought it ended interesting. Um, I was kind of waiting. I was like, okay, so is he just like going to assume that earth is fine? Mm-hmm. But then they, 
but then they found out that um that these people or not people but these creatures or whatever actually they're watching soul uh to see if, if it gets it, brighter if it gets brighter and then they report to um grace that it that everything was a success so everything ended great which was nice but yeah he decided to stay there yeah and even though they offered to build him a ship that would get him back to earth yeah he wanted to stay there yeah instead of risk the trip and it ended uh. with him being a teacher again yeah to this alien species yeah and that's another part that I sobbed like a baby. <laughs> I'm just like, once a teacher, always a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like the ending. I really like this book. Uh, I'm already looking forward to his next project, but we're probably a long time from that. Oh, yeah. And we left out so much stuff. Yeah. So much stuff. There were so much back and forth back on Earth whenever he would, you know. Oh, yeah. We didn't even flashbacks. talk about any of those other None characters. None of the other characters. The other two people that were supposed to go and they, they um, no, messed they up. No, they went. No, they. I'm talking the, about the two that did go. No, I'm talking about the, t- uh, the two that were in love. Yeah. And then they ended up like messing with the astrophage <laughs> to a point to where it blew up. Yeah. And then they, then it, that's why uh, Grace was then chosen to go because yeah. he was the one that knew the majority so of much, the stuff. So much, and there wasn't enough time to teach somebody everything right. that Grace knew. They needed to get someone. And out he now. didn't want to go, and no. he refused to go up until pretty much they, they put sedated him. In a coma. him. Yep, they <laughs> yeah, they sedated him and made ass. him go. So, um, actually, I pulled two interesting facts uh, about this. So, uh, the first one is. That he actually started a, a space opera called, I'm going to say Zeke, um, which was about a substance that could absorb electromagnetic radiation and use it as a, full, a fuel. So he wrote 75,000 words of this book, which is, that's a lot. I mean, that's, that's definitely more than a novel's worth of words. And um, he abandoned the project and then started writing um artemis so it's cool that he was uh able to at least use a little bit of what he wrote for that zeke project that he started to kind of help um shape up what ended up becoming project hail mary um so the martian the movie the martian did a really good uh made a lot of money at the box office and everyone seemed to enjoy it so obviously, if he writes a, a book that's kind of a slam dunk, people are going to want to pick it up. Well, MGM picked it up. Um, they bought it for $3 million, uh, the rights to produce a film. And it's actually going to star um, Ryan Gosling. He's going to play Grace. Man, I don't I don't see that at all. I don't either. Oh my gosh, me neither. Not yeah. at all. No, can't do it. Sorry, you picked the wrong person. I mean, I don't know who I would choose over him, but... Just seeing him the as like that, a middle uh, school teacher. <laughs> Who's I the guy don't... that plays Ron Swanson? Oh gosh, yes. Um, See that would Nick even, Nick Offerman is his name. That would at least make some sense to me. Yeah, it would. That's a good. That's a or good one. or like a a more grown up Chris Pratt. More grown up. So so Jim Halpert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jim Halpert wouldn't name? be bad. Jim Halpert would be a good one. What is his um, name? Crap. 
What is his I name? I can't remember his name right now. That's terrible. John Krasinski. Yes, yep. John Krasinski. Yep. He actually would be a good one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the funny thing is? Is I thought that Matt Damon was terrible as a, a terrible choice to play. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, in The Martian. And I wanted it to be Chris Pratt. I seen that tweet not too long ago. And I was like, Chris Pratt would have been a better choice. <laughs> but I didn't know he was an option. He wasn't. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. To me, if I was the casting director of that movie, I would have chose, I would have chose uh, Chris Pratt. But, but yeah, I have a hard time seeing Ryan Gosling in this role. But it's so, happening. Yeah, I guess whatever. I mean, he's supposed <laughs> to be able to carry around this like, at one point, what is it, 400 pound. Rocky? Is he a spider? He's a I spider. I want to know what he's going to look like in the movie. I know. I'm just that's why I want to see concept art cuz like he's closer to a human than he is a spider, is he not? No, no, no. He's a spider. I but I mean, he's he has five appendages. I mean, he's closer to us. We have four appendages. A spider is eight. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. we don't we don't walk like a spider. <laughs> no. Unless we're possessed. <laughs> yeah. Or or we're Marguerite. <laughs> or a toddler. Uh, or a toddler, yeah. Um Yeah, he was like, you know how you're terrifying to people on Earth. Like you would be terrifying. Yeah. And that's just it's so funny. Because that one quote when he said, Good, proud, I'm a scary space monster. <laughs> you're a leaky space blob. Get back to work, yeah. pretty much. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> it's just too funny and that's why i'm just like i need to how are they gonna bring that character like because he doesn't even have a face face oh they'll do it they'll yeah cgi they can, can give they can now. give him a face no, again i'm I, no, I, I i'm no i'm saying like they could they could make it into a way to at least give him eyes Emotion. like i know he i know that he doesn't have eyes but yeah like yeah, I don't. I don't really know how they're gonna do this. I mean, what was the says, what was like, the movie you know, with um, Amy Adams and who was the other guy where they were talking to those aliens? Was that Arrival? Yes, I didn't watch Arrival. Man, they didn't. Those were just shadows, and it was an entire movie about talking to those things. Really? Hmm. It's just that you know he talks about like him like rotating his carapay whenever he talks sometimes mm -hmm. so i mean that's almost really like the a only dog time. yeah yeah kind of like looking at you and yeah. like you know ears perking up situation so i'm just like is that all you're going to get you know in return from this creature in the movie or i mean obviously along with the sounds or but... will will once uh, Grace starts figuring out the language. Will it be in subtitles? That's something else. I know. Is half of I the think, movie going to be subtitles? Yeah, I think that people would have a hard time with that. Because it would be like, it's a castaway type moment where there's not a whole lot of, gonna, yeah. there's not going to be a whole lot of back and forth if half of it is subtitled. Right. Hmm. I would love to know how they're doing this. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it's a long way off. Oh, yeah, we're two or three years, if not more, before we'll see this. But since it's on everyone's mind right now, I'm sure they're going to want to try to push that forward as quickly as possible. Um, well, 
Do we have any closing thoughts? I know we skimmed the surface of this book. There's there's so many other characters we could have gotten into, like more strat. Um, there's, um, I mean, yeah, and even like the people. Who died. Yeah. On their way because their bodies couldn't handle. Something happened. Right. There's no way. They don't, he doesn't even know what happened for sure. Yeah. Just at some point, something happened that the machine stopped taking care of those people right. because they were past saving. Yeah. And one of them had decomposed further than the other. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's scary. To wake up. <laughs> yeah. To wake up in this like tube of a thing and be like, okay, I'm here in a bed next to two dead people. Very, very dead people. Like mummified looking dead people. Right. Where the hell am I? It was insane. Definitely was a roller coaster. Rich, do you have anything else? No, man. It's a great book. Really good book. Yeah. I would recommend it. We've actually recommended it to a lot of friends, and I think um, I think they've all enjoyed it, right? As far as I know. Yeah. I didn't even find out Heather's, like, her final thoughts about the book. Oh, I yeah. yeah. I feel we'll horrible have to, now. I'll we'll have to get with her. All right. Well, thank you, Rich. Yep. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, dear. Thank you all for listening and sticking around with us. Uh, we will be back in a few weeks. See you all. Bye.